0: On this episode, we get zapped back into that dangerous game. That's right, we're talking Jumanji: The Next Level. Get your popcorn ready. Welcome to Jumanji. This next adventure is even more challenging. The threats are greater. The animals are fearsome. You are a terrible drop. Oh! This game is so hard. How do we beat the game if the game is broken? What did Spencer do to the game? You good movie buddies to the Popcorn Diet—a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie theater popcorn and other movie snacks. As always, my name is Rick Williamson, your very best good movie buddy, and joining us as usual is our other good movie buddy, the Canadian Machine, Mister David Malhorn. David, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing. I'm doing great. You doing okay? Saw a late night showing of. Of Jumanji, just in time for us to uh, record.
0: I said it before we got started. I don't, I literally, and I, I know it's well documented on the podcast, mm-hmm. but I do not know how you do it. We, we, as good of friends as we are, and as long as we have known each other, you and I run on different wavelengths. You have this. Or at least you're faking it one way or the other. You're, you're either you, – you really are running on a different wavelength or you're faking it because your ability to go see movies at 1030 and then do all the things that you do with the family and the work and the stuff like that, it makes me tired just thinking about it. Remember
1: when it. it used to be if you wanted to see a movie on opening night, you had to go at midnight? I do
0: remember that. I remember being a younger man then and not needing as much sleep. And I think it's those midnight showings that are catching up to me. I don't know.
1: Is it or maybe you're just not conditioned anymore? Maybe
0: I just have lost my conditioning. Yep. It makes me want to zap myself into a video game so that I don't have to use there you go. this tired body all the time. Um, what we, would be your weaknesses? What would be my weaknesses? Well, that's tough, man, because like my like actual real life weaknesses or which character would I pick? Because <laughs> that's a whole different question right there. Because I, I would... There's no doubt I would pick The Rock, uh, Dr. Smolder Bravestone, as probably... Although Seaplane, I might pick Seaplane. Who would you pick? That's actually a really good question to start off. Mm. I wish we would have put that in the outline.
1: I I think I would lean... I mean, obviously, everybody leans towards Spencer because he's... Or right. not Spencer. Uh, Dr. Smolder Dr. Bravestone. Bravestone. Yeah. Because he's the... Uh, you know, can do everything. Yeah. Didn't have a weakness in the first one, which we'll get to in the. That's true. In the spoilers section of That's true. what they do with them in this this one. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I mean, he's the most exciting.
0: He is the most exciting. Although I I'm, I might go seaplane like I like seaplane. The, I like the aircraft pilot. Look, I like the bomber jacket. Look, OK, I'm into that. I don't hate that. But
1: uh, you don't want to be uh, Oberon.
0: No, 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 no. You don't nah, want nah, 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 nah. like to be the paleontologist, the, the, archaeologist? The map? That's me, and normally I'm like, let's look at the map. I don't want to <laughs> do that more. Would I be the zoologist? Zoologist,
1: weapon specialist. weapon
0: specialist. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. It's just slow. Ruby Roundhouse, commando with talents in martial arts. Maybe I'd do Ruby Roundhouse. There you go. Uh, I'm just trying to remember how I like to build my characters in Call of Duty, <laughs> and like, what's the closest one to this? Because I like a well-rounded Call of Duty guy. I don't get too fancy with Call of Duty. And
1: I, you're not talking appearance, right?
0: No, not appearance. Just like you don't what's like my a
1: well-rounded b- Call <laughs> of Duty avatar? <laughs> no.
0: Just like what's my build out on Call of Duty? And it's just like regular, regular rifle, uh, backup whatever my secondary weapon is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, mm-hmm. but. But yeah, right. I mean, I mean, we could do an entire podcast just on video games, considering sure. that we're talking Jumanji: The Next Level, uh, which came out the first. Well, okay, before let's clear up some language before we get into actually talking about any of these. Do can we agree that the Robin Williams Jumanji will be referred to as the first one? The original. The original or the first one. Sure. And the Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle will be referred to as either the second one or the reboot.
1: I, I prefer reboot, but reboot. we can call it either one.
0: Okay. Because this one is a sequel to the reboot, but technically it's the third Jumanji film. True. So it's, it's all kinds. Of, and I've, I've caught myself talking like that for a while. Mm-hmm. But the first Jumanji movie came out. We didn't do a podcast on it because it was in the middle of all The Last Jedi. And 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 much like it is now, we're in the middle of awards season. There's There's a ton of stuff that we want to see. We're going to have a Last Jedi podcast out. We're going to have our United States of Film 2019 and for the decade, for the 2010s. We're going to have those two episodes out as well. So this was an opportunity for us to kind of not only – talk and, and, and give us kind of one more breather before all of that happens, but also to talk about a franchise that we really haven't talked about in this on this podcast. Well before, I think which is too
1: when it came out a couple of years ago, we didn't know it was going to be as successful as it was and, took it, and took, it, it a,
0: took it a little for granted.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we were both excited about the concept and the idea. We both were sure. fans of the original Jumanji. And we're both big fans of The Rock. And so I think the idea of revisiting this world in a new, fresh way, Mm -hmm. because obviously it wasn't like there was a bunch of spoilers. You knew that this was going to be a video game now and not a board. You know, this wasn't going to be a a recreation of the original or a direct sequel to the original. It was going to be kind of reinventing itself or rebooting the franchise. Mm -hmm. At the same time... You know, you kind of knew that The Rock was always good for a good box office, but I don't think we anticipated it. And and the funny thing is, is it didn't open with any kind of mass opening. I think it was like 36 million. Yeah, it made
0: 36 million, and it went on to make almost a billion dollars worldwide. Just yeah, under. it
1: had legs. I remember, you know, you and I play played fantasy movie league. Yes, and I remember it was one of those movies that like just kept making money like into February, even it was still doing well in the box office.
0: It managed to be a a really perfect storm of a number of things, right? It's, it's a sequel to a property that many people really love, but don't revere, right? The original Jumanji and Robin Williams and all that, like it it rebooted that it's a sequel to that. Um, But, and, and, People in our generation, we grew up really enjoying that movie, but it it doesn't have the religious fanaticism behind it as some other properties that have been rebooted or given sequels or stuff like that, which is a really good, that's that's a good thing. Number two, it found a way to, and we, we've talked about this a number of times um, with sequel reboots, it found a way to honor what came before mm-hmm. and not... Discredit that and I think that that's really popular nowadays with nostalgia fever and everybody, you know, oh, I used to love this. I think it's really important with these sequel reboots that they acknowledge what happened before and they don't, oh, that doesn't matter. We're just going to do a total reboot. Think you're gonna piss people off that way? This didn't do that. This acknowledged that this is the same Jumanji game. It's gonna evolve. Kids aren't playing it anymore because they don't play board games anymore. So now we're gonna do a video game, right? And then you just had a perfect combination of talent involved. You have The Rock, f- former or future president The Rock. You have Kevin Hart, who's one of, if not the most popular comedian in the world. You have Jack Black, who's nothing to, who's nothing to uh, uh, fall asleep on when it comes to box office and comedy and stuff like that. And then you had a really interesting concept, which is instead of bringing Jumanji out into the world and having real people react to it, we're going to take these kids and put their personalities into the avatars of these characters. So it was this perfect storm of everything that, that – really is a smart idea, and I really do think we need to give it credit. You enjoyed the first the the see now see how I'm already screwing it up you uh enjoyed the reboot right
1: i did i think when I think back to my thoughts on on the original i think when for the original, i think it was one of those movies that I really enjoyed, but it was like seventy five percent great because of Robin Williams yeah. Like, there was some fun concepts to it. it was something that i felt like was unique and original mm-hmm. wasn't like any movies we'd seen before obviously we grew up playing board games so it was a fun idea of you know exploring that imagination of a game coming to life yep. it's uh, a
0: it's an adventure movie it does even though it came out 2 years after uh, Jurassic Park it's kind of got the same vibe yeah absolutely wild animals on the loose and then
1: we get to the the reboot um, a couple of years ago and I thought it was a fun new direction I also thought it was a a cool way of making it more relevant today like I think it would have struggled to succeed even with the people that were in it if you would have had the rock Kevin Hart Jack Black playing a board game oh, one yeah. one from the concept of why are these grown men playing a board game? True. Like, it would have been a, a weird, you know, step or path to take. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think it obviously made it more identifiable. Everybody's, you know, tons of people, old and young are into video games. So the idea of going into a video game, I'm sure is something that just, you know, makes everybody's imagination go. Right. Um, but I also thought it also had a little bit more balance in its performances. You weren't just relying on like, one person to drive the movie
0: it's a really good ensemble
1: yeah and and not just i mean the 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 three big names are obviously really great sure but i thought you know overall um some of the other characters hold their own as well in it
0: yeah you i mean ruby roundhouse karen gillen Mm -hmm. uh who plays nebula in the uh, Guardians movies In the MCU Which
1: is crazy to think
0: Which is really crazy to think about She's great She yep. holds her own She's I great. remember there was like Controversy of Why is she dressed like this Well cause that's how
1: A video game would probably portray her A video game would dress that,
0: that That character and all that And the kids all did great And whatever um, And it made a billion dollars And now we're here You know Again we're at another sequel To a movie that Was really enjoyable But I think it's almost to its its benefit that people aren't so emotionally tied to this franchise because this is a sequel that literally is, we're going to do more of the same. Like, the trailer and everything, it's, guess what? The same four people are back. They're playing the video game. It's the same bit, but they obviously try and mix it up. Like, oh, now... The video game's kind of broken and Danny DeVito is The Rock and Danny Glover is Kevin Hart. And that, I think, was one of the more interesting aspects of the concept was that any you could keep bringing these four movie stars back and you could keep plugging different quote unquote characters into those avatars and get almost unlimited mileage out of it. You can plug any character in and the and have The Rock play him. Like, oh, you're going to give me a movie where The Rock is doing a Danny DeVito Im- impression for its entire runtime? Where do I sign up, you know? Kevin Hart, same thing. Kevin Hart, to his credit, doing the Danny Glover impression where it's, it's literally the polar opposite of what Kevin Hart normally does instead of the motor mouth. Yep, 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 yep. It's, I'm going to talk as slow as possible. And... I was I was into it. I was into it. How about you?
1: Yeah, I think the thing about it too was that with these performances, they were meant to be over the top. Right. And I mean, it's not like you're gonna walk away saying the Rock does a great Danny DeVito, or I would argue the Rock
0: does a terrible Danny DeVito. Exactly,
1: and that's what I think makes it better. Is that like it's really funny? it's, It's funnier. From that standpoint, same thing with 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 Kevin Hart, like they're terrible impressions, Mm -hmm. but it's uh, it's a good way of incorporating it, something that's fun within there. And I think. And you see it uh, in the trailer, so it's not a a spoiler, I don't think, Um, but you also get a little bit of mix up of who is in the different the other two characters. Um, And we won't I won't spoil that, but you get some mix up. So you get some variety within there as well of of who is playing who. So I think those were things that were necessary to to keep this interesting if you're gonna make a two hour movie that involves primarily all the same characters right. and going into a video game again, having to pass levels, you know, basically having the same recipe of we've got animal attacks, we've got sure, you know, a bad guy that's, you know, kind of, you know, larger than life bad guy type of situation. Right. And but also
0: doesn't really matter.
1: Exactly. Like, and uh, Bobby
0: uh, well, Cabanale from the first one, like the bad guy in this one is basically a footnote.
1: Pretty much. Pretty much. But I mean, I think it's always not necessarily who the bad guy is as much as like just like in the video games. Like it's about staying alive. Right. Like, it doesn't matter who I need to beat. I just need to not die.
0: Yeah. I mean, you look at common video, you look at modern day video games, you look at like the Uncharted series. Like nobody talks about the Uncharted series Because of the villain fight at the end. They all talk about it because it's an overall game, the adventure, the aspects of it are awesome. Very rarely is the villain fight at the end the most memorable part. Um, So let me ask you this kind of as a prelude to our spoiler free thoughts here Does the sequel do do enough? Because we've already established that this sequel is, we're gonna do the same thing. Does it do enough? With the characters, with the different avatars that they're in, do you think it does enough to make it worth it? Does it do enough to separate itself from the original? Or did you find there's a little, there was a little too much overlap, a little too much familiarity? You
1: know, and I'll go into it in spoilers a little bit more sure, about my nitpicks and those types of things. I think it did what it needed to do. To me, I kind of... As I was thinking about the movie, I was like, you basically had to go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. You either had to go further down the timeline, have a new group that discovers it. Sure. You could still have The Rock, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, you know, all of them reprise their roles. Right. But you could have had completely different people that they were playing. Mm-hmm. Like, we could have gone down the timeline. That That would have been one option to keep this fresh. Okay. Or... You needed to mix up who was playing who, which is obviously what th- they kind of did a combo of both. We got a couple new people and
2: they got DeVito
1: the- and Glover. Right. And then we mixed up some characters as well. So we kind of got both of them mixed into there. And so I think it was enough. I think. And like I said, I'll get into this when we get into spoilers. But I think my larger issue was, I think whenever you come back to a sequel. Or, or you have a sequel. If you're going to play a lot of the same jokes, mm-hmm. it needs to be like tightened up a little bit. Sure. Like for me going over 2 hours, not not like 159, it was 2 hours and 2 minutes, so not by a ton, but still it was over yes. 2 hours. And to pretty much play a lot of the same same jokes and and even more so put a lot of what's going to be new in the trailer, to me like I think That's fair. I would have enjoyed it even more if it was like an hour 45 or an hour 50 if we trimmed it up because because we've been here already Mm -hmm. and you don't have to explain as much and you're not going to explain as much. And really, I'm back for all the reasons that I enjoyed the first one. Mm -hmm. I'm back to see what adventures they get into. I'm I'm here for an adventure movie. Mm -hmm. And so I think making it a little bit tighter around that, I think I would have enjoyed it even more. But at the same time, to get back to the original question, yes, I enjoyed what they did to make it different. I enjoyed some of the different takes that we had on it. I just think it could have been tightened up or shortened a little bit.
0: Sure, I agree, I agree with you. I think it does make it worth it. And to get into like sort of the the meat of the non spoiler thoughts, if you will, I, I thought it was worth it. I I was fine with the runtime, and and I do. <laughs> And listen, I'm not I'm not this is not accusatory, all right? I want I want that established right now. I'm not accusing you of anything. But I saw this movie at 4:30 in the afternoon, you saw it at 10:30 at night. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Uh maybe it doesn't cuz you're a machine. You're the Canadian machine. Maybe it has nothing to do with it. All I know is I didn't feel the length at all. Although when we do get more into spoilers and when we do nit, kind of nitpick the specific instances, you and I have already talked about like I, I get it. It's, I not, get it's not
1: without its issues for sure. It's
0: not without its issues. But again, like we talked about it before. I think this movie hinges on the idea of all of these kind of big superstar performers acting against type or or what have you. And I again, they all do a great job. Um, I was actually surprised you had mentioned how it was a good ensemble. the first the, the, the reboot was a good ensemble. I think this one's a better ensemble because The Rock doesn't really feel like the forefront in this, even though Spencer is technically the main character and he's you know he wanted to go back into the game so he could feel what it was like to be Dr. Smolder Bravestone again. Like I would argue that Karen Gillan and Jack Black get a lot more to do in this movie than they did in the first. Maybe not a lot more, but it feels like they get more to do. Um, And I liked that. I thought that their dynamic was really good. And I liked having Aquafina brought in. I thought Aquafina was another – she's another one who's a big personality who's got to be able to stand toe-to-toe with these people. And as they're being played by their Avatar characters, I I was into it. I I bought everything that everybody was doing. I really enjoyed it in terms of the performances. Was there anybody who stuck out to you? I mean obviously the first one had the good performances – This one, everybody buys in, and I think that's what's important to these movies is they have to buy into that sort of ridiculous concept, you know?
1: I don't think one stood out over the other. I'm kind of with you. I think um, it definitely balanced a little bit more. Um, Part of that is you're having to involve a whole lot more characters. You added two big names to the cast Mm -hmm. Um, from the standpoint of actual characters. Obviously, we added... Three big names overall. Right. But in real life, non Jumanji game, we (laughs) added two new characters to this world. And so I think from that standpoint, the more people you incorporate, you know, you think Ocean's 11, Ocean's 12, Ocean's like everybody's going to lose some screen time with the more people that you add. So it's always, I feel like, going to regress a little bit to everybody having a little bit more balance within sure. it. And, and obviously, if you're going to have more balance, that's going to lead to the story needing to accommodate it as well.
0: Sure, sure. How about the action? Does, does So obviously, they, they show a lot of the action beats in the trailer. Uh, I think the trailer shows... The sand dunes mm-hmm. and the some of it, some of the sand dunes. And we won't get into the beat by beat of the action sequence. It definitely shows the monkeys and the bridges, mm-hmm. um, and some you know, your common fist fights and stuff like that. Did you find that the actions because this, these movies, one of the really, I guess, easy to digest parts about these movies is that they're built like a video game. It's like, all right, what's the next action set piece? What's the next level, so to yeah. speak. Did you enjoy the action in this as much or not as much as the first couple I suppose? I
1: think I enjoyed the action in the first uh the reboot more than I did in this one. In this one? This one felt a whole lot more dialogue driven. I felt like
0: There was a lot of talking.
1: I feel like Comedy. we t- we talked a whole lot more. There was a lot of more comedic opportunities and I felt like the action was was fairly lacking. I felt like it kind of went further into kind of the adventure like if you think of like an Indiana Jones movie like mm-hmm. there's 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 sequences of tension that I wouldn't call necessarily action, okay you know, whether it be like trying to get your hands on something sure. or trying to figure something out or that kind of thing more
0: puzzle based
1: yeah, there's some more puzzle. Opportunities and things like that. So, I think this one I had a little bit more of like figuring things out, trying to, you know, resolve things. Whereas the first one I felt like leaned more into like different action sequences sure. or different challenges that we're sure. going through. Um, you think of, I think it's the last major scene with like the things that you saw in the trailer, like mm-hmm. with the explosions and the riding the motorcycles and all that kind of stuff that you had in the first one. I I don't feel like there's that as much in this and it's not as flashy from that standpoint.
0: Yeah. I think it definitely does have a couple of like key action set pieces. Like I do think the, the mandrels and the bridges is pretty rad in terms of just setup and spectacle. And this is a video game and whatnot. Uh, But I think you're right, especially at the end, like the final level, if you will, was more memorable in the first movie. Before we get into non-spoilers, I do, and we'll talk more about this in spoilers. But I did want to mention the world building because we have questions and nitpicks, and I think that is my biggest nitpick of this movie. Um, if I had to give it negative points on anything, it's that this movie establishes. It's established in the trailer. They break the in in the reboot of Jumanji. It ends with them smashing the game up, and then this movie establishes that Spencer kept it, kind of used the soldering iron, kind of tied it all back together, got it to work again. And now, oh, the game's kind of broken. We're not really in our right avatars and things like that. And I'm fine with all that. You got me. I'm on board with it. But this movie clearly establishes that there's new stuff. And it's, oh, why aren't we the same people? Oh, why aren't we doing the same thing? Why are we, why is this a different thing? Why is this a different thing? And I don't, feel like the movie goes far enough in answering those questions. I feel like the movie just thinks that it's enough to ask that question aloud. Like if a character in the movie says, hey, this is different. Why is this different? But nobody answers it. Then guess what movie? You You didn't answer anything. You just pointed out the problem.
1: Yeah. And I think this comes back to and let's we'll hop into spoilers here because yes. that way we can stop dancing around things. But <laughs> I think, you know, if I had to summarize it, I already mentioned that I think this movie's a little long. Yeah. For for a sequel. Did
0: I ever tell you what I judge length of movie on not to interrupt you?
1: You're interrupting my mojo, I'm, but go I ahead. I know. I'm, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I two hours and seven minutes. Okay. That's my ideal length of a movie, and that's because that's how long Jurassic Park is.
1: See, but I, can, I don't think that can be applied across the board. It
0: can't. It's a stupid like, thing. Like, I
1: wouldn't want many two-hours-and-seven-minute comedies. No,
0: but but for, like, not a comedy. Comedy should be, like, a tight 90, 100 minutes yes. max. But for you want to throw some action set pieces. You want to throw some adventure Two hours and seven minutes, that's usually what I judge it by. That's why I didn't like Jurassic Park 3 because it was only like 93 minutes. That's not enough dinosaurs for me. Anyway, I interrupted your mojo. I apologize. Now,
1: and now, gotta, now, now I'm going to forget f- where I'm at now because of that. F- Thanks gotta a lot. you got
0: to find it back. I know. I'm sorry. Um, we were talking so, about the world building. We were talking about the leveling. and Well,
1: and I think this was my biggest issue with it. In addition to it being too long, I think it tried to do – the amount of content that would be like 2 hours and 40 minutes sure between trying to explain and explore this new level uh-huh. or this new section of the game that we're in trying to add three fairly big names to your characters sure and trying to tell some you know heartfelt you know storylines within there and and dive deeply into some some big thematic Mm-hmm. uh topics within mm-hmm. there. So I think all of that led to like it wouldn't surprise me if they cut 30 minutes of this movie to get it down to 2 hours and 2 minutes.
2: Okay, interesting. From
1: that standpoint. So so yeah, I think uh I think because of that you don't dive into some of these things like the world building far enough because it gets sacrificed for other things that we'll talk about in
0: spoilers. Sure. So with all that being said, let's give it let's give it our popcorn rating that noise. Popcorn. you making popcorn? Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Now, if you've never listened to the podcast before, we do our ratings a little bit differently instead of a number of stars or thumbs up or whatever. We have different popcorns that we like to hand out, different different levels, if you will, of popcorn, no pun intended. First, we have burnt popcorn. That means the movie is garbage, don't waste your time, it's burnt, it's gross, stay away. Then we have stale popcorn, and stale popcorn is like, if you absolutely have to, in a pinch, fine but don't pay money for it. It's it's not very good. And then we have microwave popcorn, which is your mileage may vary. You know, microwave popcorn could be really good. It could be really bad. It's fine. You might enjoy it. You might, might not enjoy it as much. It's microwave popcorn. Then we have movie theater popcorn, which means it's pretty good. It's pretty good. You should dedicate some time, maybe not right away, but you should take the time to go see this on the big screen. And then we have perfect popcorn, which means go see this on the biggest screen you can with the biggest tub of popcorn you can as soon as possible because it's perfect. But for Jumanji, the next level, David, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it movie theater popcorn. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's not without its nitpicks, sure. But I had a really fun time with this movie. Uh, again, everybody involved. I, I'm all in on the concept of these particular actors playing different characters, and I won't lie. You brought you you mentioned very very briefly some of the more some of the deeper thematic stuff that they are trying to get across. And I'm not gonna lie, it got me. I'm pissed off, Jumanji, the next level. That you got me. You made you you put some dust into theater. And I'm upset that I got got, but it got me and I appreciated that it, 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 it struck a chord to, for me. And it was honest to me. I had fun with the action sequences. I had fun with the performances. I have questions about the world building and how everything works, but I can probably explain it away. So for me, it's movie theater popcorn. What about you?
1: I think I'm going to go microwave and a soda. So okay. yeah, I, don't I didn't know.
0: mention that.
1: So soda we utilize when we're kind of in between, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if we were a star system, which we're not, you know, you have the three and a half stars, you know, but for us, we're talking popcorn, we're talking the movies. So we add a soda in there if we're kind of in between there. So it's one of those things where, again, I don't know. I think one of the things that I judge a lot of times on what pushes me to one one level of popcorn to the other Mm -hmm. is my desire to see it again. A lot of times factors in that. Okay. And basically there's two ways that you rise up the popcorns for me. Okay. I like this. And and one of it is you're just a really good movie. Like the quality is there. Like this is like we're talking your awards types movies. Like I'm going to give you higher ratings if – it's a movie that I'm glad I saw because I feel like it is a significant movie for this year from okay. that standpoint. Sure. And the other option is I really enjoyed myself. Like how much I enjoyed myself, a lot of times is impacted into whether I want to see it again, things like that. So, right. like, I'm sure on this podcast, I've given some more than three and a half or a microwave and a soda. That were probably not as good of quality movies, but I just really enjoyed Enjoyed them them. for whatever the case may be. So, for me, I think it's just, again, I think the length really wore on me a little bit. Um, I felt like some of the jokes got overused, especially because we already had a full two-hour movie already of it, Um, even though we took different spins on it. Right. That... You know, I'm 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 kind of in between. I I definitely think if you enjoyed the first, go and see it in the movie theater. We're always big proponents of seeing movies in the theater. But yes. I also think if you were kind of, I enjoyed it, like you're not gonna miss. It's it's one that may be good to to rent and watch for sure. If, or stream
0: if you for me a lot of it is uh, if you like the first one, you're gonna like this one. Uh, it's enjoyable. It's mm-hmm. if you if you enjoyed that first Jumanji, you will have a good time with this. I promise you that because it is it is more of the same for better or for worse. But I had a very good time with it. I enjoyed it, uh, and we're gonna talk some spoilers. We gotta get a little nitpicky on it. But before we do, we're gonna take a quick little break. what's up good movie buddies before we get into spoilers i want to remind everyone that you can get regular episodes of the popcorn diet delivered to you for free just by hitting the subscribe button or following wherever you're listening from take a second hit the button give us a rating give us a review five stars literally boop there it's done five stars Write us a review, share The Popcorn Diet with any of your own good movie buddies. We also want to remind you to check us out on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash diet and consider becoming a patron of the podcast. If if you like what we do, it's a labor of love. And and if you like what we, we do, uh, another really good way of showing it is by giving a few dollars to the podcast. Not only is it going to help us improve the podcast, but it's going to get you access to exclusive patron-only content like early access to our episodes, franchise refills, and more. Of course, we don't want you to forget that you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at The Popcorn Diet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our latest regular episodes, articles, Oscar predictions, and more on our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. But, David, now it's time to talk spoilers uh, and get into the specifics of what we liked and didn't like. And I'll tell you, one of the things that I liked about this – it's funny because everything is tied in. I liked how they played fast and loose with the switching people up. Like I liked that we not only got to see The Rock doing the Danny DeVito impression, but we got to see Aquafina's Danny DeVito impression, which is basically old Jew – and I don't think Danny DeVito's Jewish. I think both of them were basically like old New York Jew. Um, and I, <laughs> unless I'm wrong, I don't think Danny DeVito's Jewish. Um, but I really enjoyed that. I liked how we got to see Karen Gillen mostly got to be Martha the entire time, but for a brief moment got switched with Fridge. So it was fun seeing Karen Gillen be Fridge. It was fun seeing Jack Black do Martha. Like, I liked that. I liked how they played fast and loose with those, and they let everybody switch things up. And they found, like, an in-game kind of explanation for it. Who would you say was your favorite this time around?
1: Just to clear up, he's a Italian who's Catholic. So a Catholic Italian. Def- yeah, Catholic Italian. Well, I
0: figured with DeVito. Yeah, I, for I,
1: sure. <laughs> Who was my favorite this time? Yeah. I think... I think I enjoyed Kevin Hart and and his Danny Glover. He was really good. The most. Both of them again, I think both of them it it got it played its course throughout the film. Like okay, we get it. He's slow talking, it takes him forever to get something out. Sure. Okay, Danny DeVito's a hothead and he's gonna screw things up all Mm -hmm. the time. Like it was one of those things though, like, how many times are we gonna have to endure this? you know coming into play like sure. versus like taking new takes of like different aspects of them sure I felt like they didn't lean into the weaknesses as much in this one like all of them became really. all of them became present and affected each of them losing life right but at the same time like I felt like it was like more present and more like anticipation of waiting for this like,
0: a lot of them were played for more laughs like the cake bit in the first movie. That was like every weakness this movie. Yeah. It felt like because it's like, oh, what's your weakness? Switchblade. And then it turns out it's a guy and boom, rocket launcher. And that's the end of that. Yeah. Like it's played for laughs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right in that regard.
1: The other thing I would say I enjoyed. The switching. I thought. The ending, though, when they did the switch, I didn't necessarily need it. Like, I feel like over the course of the time, like we saw sure. Danny DeVito's Rock, and we saw Glover's Kevin Hart uh-huh. become better at the game, uh-huh. and so it was one of those things where I was like, I feel like I would just prefer them to just play it out and and finish this off oh, with sure. who's with who's who. Sure um, But I get you're going back To some of the nostalgia Of ah we're finally back Into our characters Right And you're supposed to believe That because they did it once That they're like experts At being those characters Yeah Even though really Glover and DeVito Have spent probably Just as much time As those characters as, as the other Just as much time in did. it For sure So But again Younger people Better at video games Whatever
0: <laughs> Yeah I, 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 I get that meaning But at the same time Like I did enjoy. Okay, we're all gonna get back, and we're all we gotta get right for the final battle and whatnot. Sure,
1: and they went with like the music montage. They brought and Welcome out of the to water the Jungle and back. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they
0: brought the Ace, uh, not AC/DC. Um,
1: yeah, it's AC. Uh, no, oh it's no, not no, no, ACDC. Uh, Guns, yeah. and Guns and Roses. Guns N' Roses. Yeah, yep.
0: uh, showing not quite as old as as we may seem to be. Sometimes the oldies get me a little caught up. Here's my big issue with the movie. Uh, And there's a couple, right? Number one, I don't feel like they explained why the game was different very well. But you and I, in our conversations, I kind of bullshitted up a reason why the game was different. Mm -hmm. But I think you would agree. The movie doesn't do a really good job of explaining why the game is different. It literally just has, like, why are you in a plane now? Why are we doing this now? Why are we doing that now? And it doesn't say Mm-hmm. Doesn't answer. It's just like this is a new adventure. Does that give? Is that negative points for you? Is that one of the reasons that it's three and a half? Well, or not three and a half, but uh microwave popcorn. I, I
1: would say that definitely plays into it in the sense that there's things that are sacrificed due to the length, and I'm gonna probably beat the whole length thing into it's the long. ground. But you
0: found it to be a long movie. We get it.
1: <laughs> but at the same time I feel like there's things that are missing in there but yeah you know realistically they probably couldn't add because we were already over 2 hours and that's more where it comes into play for me
2: okay so I guess for that me makes sense.
1: so for me it was yes we never explained it when I saw the preview I assumed that the the game's broken was going to play a larger factor right. than just we didn't get to select our characters, right? Like, that's like, really the only impact that the game being broken had. Sure, was that not? And it's it's hard to tell. We never really get the answer, and this comes back to your point. Mm-hmm. We never really determine whether Spencer selected his character. I guess we are I don't think he did we're, because we're meant, he was we're, mad. He we're was meant like, to assume he didn't because he didn't get her st- heartstone or whatever it is.
0: And he's like she has like or she's bravestone, allergic bravestone. To- bravestone exactly, but he's when he's looking at her strengths and weaknesses, yeah. he's like she's tiny and quick and is allergic to pollen. I'm basically the same person. Sure. And he was upset about it. But you're right in that that's the only bit That's, oh, the game is broken, so we can't pick our avatars. The game's going to pick our avatars for us. There isn't really any type of character glitching or half of the jungle. Oh, we're running through the jungle, and suddenly half of it's not there.
1: Yeah, and that's what I expected. Like, the fact that it's broken, glitching, whatever, to become a a part of the storyline. And even... Because then at the end, we have... We have Seaplane uh, uh-huh. and we have the horse, uh-huh. which I can't remember the horse's name.
0: The horse is, oh God, it's like, yeah, just keep going. I'll look it up. Re-
1: regardless, we don't really Cyclone. Cyclone. It's apparent that they did get to pick their characters. One, it, it seems like Cyclone was a product of there was no other options left. Right. But they allowed Nick Jonas or Seaplane. Colin Hanks to to go back to the character that he was for all those years. So it seems like he had some way of getting back into the game and being able to select who he was.
0: Bringing up another nitpick. We have two new characters, so we need two new avatars. In the original film, it's just Bravestone. It's Shelley Oberon. It's Ruby Roundhouse. It's Moose, Finbar, and it's seaplane. Yep. That's it. Five. And
1: seaplane was already taken. And seaplane was so already taken. So that's why they filled in those other four. Bingo.
0: This movie gives us Aquafina as Ming Fleetfoot, and a black horse known as Cyclone, with no explanation.
1: And and I think the reason why this movie opens itself up to you and myself, and I'm sure others, to nitpick at it, is it's not like. This is some difficult equation to solve. Right. Like we have literally thousands upon thousands of video games, probably hundreds of thousands of video games. Right. That could have given you very easy ways that wouldn't have taken much time Mm -hmm. to explain why there's more avatars, things like that. It It could be like there's plenty of video games where the further along you get in them, the more characters you unlock. Good point. Like that could have been accomplished in less than a minute of screen time mm-hmm. to establish that that's why there's more and that's why we're in a different storyline versus replaying the previous right. storyline.
0: Now, he, now here's my explanation for it. Now, since we're, since we're making up reasonings for it that the movie doesn't give us, here's my explanation for it. And this is, I actually think, is a really... I mean, it's my own idea, so, of course, I think it's a good one. But um, in the original Jumanji, it's established that... Somebody plays the game, they barely survive, they wrap up the game in whatever, and then they get rid of it as best they can. In the original film, it's thrown, it's like wrapped up with rocks and, and canvas and thrown into the river. Uh, it, it, and then it's eventually found again by somebody else. And then they throw it away and it's eventually found again. But in the reboot, it's established that it's a game that needs to be played and will adjust itself accordingly. It's given to Colin Hanks' character as a kid as a board game, and that character is like, board games suck. So then it changes itself into a video game underneath his bed, right? It's changing its own rules to fit the players. And so in this one, what I find interesting, and this isn't explored at all, and I think it maybe should have been because I find this more interesting, the game... I'm willing to bet, doesn't have repeat players very often. Sure. It's established that if you can make it through this game, you're going to get rid of it. Because this game is is terrifying and dangerous. And so how many times do you think this game has repeat players? The game, as a, as a game that exists, as a supernatural, fantastical game that quote-unquote needs to be played... That could be its reasoning for changing things up, for making things more difficult. Oh, I got the same players back again? I'm going to change up the rules on you. I'm going to mix things up. I'm going to make it harder for you. I'm going to give you a different experience. That lends itself well to the Jumanji mythology as well as the fact that not only are we getting the same avatars, but for the most part, we're getting the same characters back. The other thing that I would have liked to have seen is maybe if it evolved one more time, like maybe it goes from a console game to, I don't know, a mobile game, a VR game. How, how could we update it even more? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud now. But even that, I guess, makes a little bit more sense than what they give us, which isn't much. It's like, hey, guess what? There's a new bad guy and a new thing you got to get. You got to get the heart of the jungle and you got to show it to the sun, blah, 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 blah. And... When you – this is one of the reasons why I didn't like um, A Wrinkle in Time, right? It's because when you build a fantasy world or a sci-fi world, a fictional world, you have to clearly establish the rules of that world and you have to abide by those rules of that world, right? That's why movies like Lord of the Rings are so successful because they're being directed and created by people who meticulously – follow every rule in detail it's why Star Wars is so so successful and it's why you see so many fantasy franchises die on the vine or so many it's why Hunger Games was so successful and maybe other little YA sci-fi books weren't because excuse me because it follows its own rules and that's I just I don't think it followed its rules very well here and I mean that drove me a little bit crazy now, I do also want to mention the emotional part of it, David, because I do want to constantly, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Discuss um, your existence as a cyborg in this world mm-hmm. as a as an emotionless machine mm-hmm. sent to kill us all. Sure. Now Happy it's, to. it's 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 been we've we've said it a couple times on the podcast how. This year's been a little bit rough. Pops Williamson, my dad's been going through some health issues and stuff like that. And that's been really, really hard for not only me, but obviously him and my family to deal with. This movie deals with topics that hit very close to me with Danny DeVito and uh, Danny Glover's characters being old friends. One of them winds up being sick, wanting to uh, rebuild bridges and heal, mend wounds before it goes on and stuff like that like it got me when they're standing there on the on the mountain and they're talking and they realize that oh you're doing this because you're sick and you don't have much time left i'm emotionally vulnerable right now like it, sure. it got me mm-hmm. and it wraps up the movie ends and this is and and I'm going to say this. It's going to be – I literally described this to somebody else, and I sounded like I'm a crazy person. But this movie ends with – and feel free to interrupt me if I'm forgetting any details here, but they win. They get the diamond. They show it to the sun. They yell Jumanji. They win the game. Nigel shows up and is like, well done, and you can go back. And – Danny Glover is now his character is now in the horse, Cyclone. So Danny Glover's character is in the horse, and the horse whinnies, and <laughs> Kevin Hart's character, who's into linguistics, translates that Danny Glover doesn't want to go back. He doesn't have enough time on Earth or in real world life he's, anymore. He's
1: basically we're we're led to believe without them directly saying it that. He's dying. Yeah, he's got. He's dying. We don't. It doesn't say like cancer or any specific no, but they say, disease. He sick, basically, I'm sick. I don't, have, sick, much time I don't have much time. Yeah, and that's why he's.
0: That's why he stays. Came there. He's he stays. That's that's why he stays. He decides to stay as a horse
1: and live in the game.
0: And live in the game. And the horse is also a Pegasus. It has wings and flies and things like that. And I'm not gonna lie. It worked for me as. Insane as the whole thing sounds, as insane as it sounds to have Aquafina, who is playing Danny DeVito, comforting a horse who is technically Danny Glover and telling him it's okay, you can stay inside this video game. And to have that hit me emotionally, David, I was almost angry at how ridiculous that was. But it got me and it got me because of what's going on in my personal life right now. Maybe it would have gotten me otherwise. It did not get you.
1: No, so let me clarify here. Go so ahead. Let me. Watch. This this gets really to the heart of. I may have you set know, it up to of of the issues that I that I had with this film of okay. of the of the main issue, and again, it all comes back to the length. But so I felt like we had two distinct storylines in this film. Okay. We had the Spencer storyline. The first, probably fifteen minutes of the film. I would I would guess maybe maybe a little under that. But first 15 minutes of the film Mm -hmm. are mostly focused on where are all these characters that we had last time now. And we get about 30 seconds to a minute for... For, and I'm going to blank on all their names, but for well, you got, Fridge, you got Fridge, for Martha, Martha and I'm Bethany. blanking on Bethany. Yeah. You get about 30 seconds for each of them. Bethany takes a selfie in front of a waterfall, says she's coming home. Right. You get Fridge lifting some weights, checks his phone, says he's in. Mm-hmm. And then you get Martha, I think we don't see until she's actually at the restaurant.
0: You see meeting, her like
1: meeting Bethany.
0: Yeah, but you also see her like via Instagram.
1: Sure. Yes, we see that too. But we all see it. Most of the screen time is dedicated to Spencer, which makes sense. He was our main character. Sure. Arguably last time. But we follow him through his now life in New York, going to college, walking the cold streets of winter. You know, (laughs) the cold um, New York streets, working in a drugstore, stocking toothpaste. And, you know, we're supposed to. Believe that, you know, he's just down in the dumps, depressed. He gets home, sees family, gets stuck to his crazy grandpa who had hip surgery, bunking up with him, you know, goes downstairs, you know, suddenly decides, I want to be Bravestone again. I want to be back in. I want to go back. Like I could do anything in this game. So he goes back in. So we have that storyline, right? And then we get the whole Milo and. What's the grandpa's name anyways? Eddie, yeah. Milo and Eddie, Eddie and Milo. We get that whole story, then, which is great. Walker. They have some fun back and forth between DeVito and Glover mm-hmm. in the real world. There's some mystery. Why
0: are they upset at each other? There's what, I, what did they do before?
1: Yeah. Like they don't address it head on that they own the restaurant that, you know, they were going to meet right. in. Like they don't address any of that head on initially. They end up obviously in the game and most of the time spent in the game because Spencer's not on the screen for 45 minutes is dedicated to their issues slash feeling out this world and just, you know, the comedic side of them adapting. Yeah, but I feel like we get plenty of time to work through the issues that those two have sure we focus a lot on that we end up seeing the learning that they started the restaurant that uh, Milo wanted to sell the restaurant which they did. That, you know, DeVito's issue was mm-hmm. he was left with nothing to do. That was all he knew. Mm-hmm. You know, then we find out Glover's dying and then we get the, you know, goodbye. And I would say that the the part that was more touching was the part where they're both able to talk, even though they're talking through other people's characters. Sure. On the cliff and they're having that conversation versus. That's what got, that's got that's, me. That's where the emotional aspect is. The horse thing, I feel like just brings it back to the comedic side and it's like yes this is so absurd that we're having them have this emotional moment together and then the horse is gonna fly away like that to me is more like you read it on the page and you laugh because this is so absurd type of thing
2: yeah i get it and it is.
1: all of that is resolved really well in my opinion. yeah uh, you even get Eddie going back finally into the restaurant talking with the current owner saying that he'll help and like mm-hmm. all of that is like neatly wrapped up like that whole storyline is gets great film time we get funny aspects of it we yeah. get you know all that drama. But I feel like the Spencer thing maybe it's because he disappears for 45 minutes of it, but like we get little conversations like I don't know whether the Spencer story is. His lack of self-confidence. Right. Which is kind of what the first one was. Mm -hmm. His relationship with his ex, Mm -hmm. because we lean into that Mm -hmm. and, like, have little notes of it. Like, his long distance. He has the conversation with Eddie in bed before they both fall asleep. Right. Like, we go back and forth on that. But then, like, as soon as they're both in their avatars, like, all of a sudden, like, all is well. Like, they don't resolve it while he's Aquafina. No. All of a sudden, it's resolved when he gets back in Bravestone. Like, right. I'm happy again. Life is great. All that kind of stuff. Sure. And then the ending is just them meeting in a restaurant saying, like, let's keep in touch better. Yeah. Basically, at the end of it, what I'm saying is if Spencer was an addict, if he was a <laughs> drug addict, alcoholic, whatever you want to say, uh-huh. I would give his chance of relapsing. Like Like 99% within (laughs) six to nine months of getting back to New York. Like, New York's a big city. It still appears he doesn't have any friends in New York. Yeah. A trip once every, what? How many times is someone really going to be able to get to New York? It's expensive. They're all college kids. Yeah. Like, maybe they can come out two times a year. Right. I'm sorry, but I don't feel like Spencer's going to do very well. I feel like he just needs to move back. go somewhere else, give up whatever New York dream. We don't even know what he's actually doing in New York. He's going to school. I know he's going to school, (laughs) but why does he need to be in New York? I don't know. See, these are all the things that we don't really know established. Like, if you hate it so much in New York, why are you staying in New York? Right. Like, if it's that I got a scholarship there, like, I'm sure you could get it somewhere else. Like, we could get back closer to home where you have that. If you got a scholarship in
0: New York, you can get a scholarship anywhere. Exactly.
1: So that's where I'm like. That was my biggest nitpick with sure. it. That I was, I was like, I would have rather them make this all about the DeVito and Glover storyline, uh-huh. and really just lean it fully into that, and just have the rest of them being kind of conduits to tell this story of yeah. getting old and uh, uh, adjusting to getting old and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Because even DeVito, at the end, you know, he has the line of like. He's been saying the whole movie, like, getting old sucks. Right. Um,
0: and at the end, he's like, getting old's a gift.
1: Is a gift. A, is a gift. Yeah. Exactly. And that, to me, is the message of this movie. But we got this weird, like, half-hearted storyline of, like, Spencer.
0: It's a good point. What, what, what should be the A plot becomes the B plot. And what starts as the B plot turns into, I guess, a resolution of both. Because you got Spencer, who's... Teaching Eddie how to play video games. You got Spencer who's – I think a big part of it is FOMO. Like it's obviously tied into, you know, uh, I feel like my friends are having better lives without me. Nobody really misses me. I miss the way I feel. Kind of all sure. the stuff that yeah, you absolutely. said. Yeah, absolutely. But like you said, there really is no resolution. There is no verbal or emotional like we're. I'm going to be okay. Are you going to be okay? We're going to be Okay. Uh, there certainly isn't nearly as much of it as the DeVito, Danny Glover storyline and everything like that. Like, you're right. It does this weird switch.
1: And and maybe it's because both of you, both you and I have gone through that portion of our life where we know that, like, like it's perfect time right now, which this is is real quick tangent. Yes. Is this a Christmas movie?
0: Yes, it is, it is a Christmas movie. No, right. I, I in, in, in good conscience cannot call this a Christmas movie. Okay. It is a movie set during Christmas. Okay,
1: we won't go down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> but you and I have both I been... I did
0: lean over to my sister when I saw it, and I'm like, this is a Christmas movie.
1: <laughs> but both of you and I have been through this stage in life. We're well past you know, college, obviously, now. Sure. But. I think both you, and, and maybe this is part of my issue with it too, with how they resolved We better it, relate is to the that old people
0: than the no, young people.
1: <laughs> no, is that we know that whole like meeting before they all go back to their different colleges and that uh-huh. is total BS. They are not going to keep in touch and no. be better about it if they weren't the first time. Like, I
0: mean, maybe they will. Your
1: high school friends, I feel like in high school you may have, say, 20 to 30 sure friends that you regularly talk sure. to sure i feel like that's cut at least in half if not smaller when you get to college oh absolutely. and you you add new ones like you find new friends and stuff like that yeah. but like i mean how many people from high school are you really close with still what like if spencer six to eight maybe at max max yeah exactly and that's where i'm i like, mean
0: matt is my brother-in-law. You're, you
1: kind of don't have a choice You're there, my coworker so, slash yep. boss. Don't have a choice there either.
0: And I do know a handful of people from high school, but not as many as you. More, Most of them I met after I graduated.
1: I feel uh, like we've both probably had that same conversation of like, we need to be better at keeping in touch. And oh, I'll definitely. come and visit you and all that kind of stuff. But and does it It, happen? it rarely happens rarely. with any friends.
0: That's really interesting. No, that's a really good point. I want to throw one last twist at you to wrap this up. All, all right? right. Spencer becomes a sociopath <laughs> who's addicted to the game. And he's just like in college, is trying to get people to come into the game with, come play this game with me and gets people sucked in. And he's just like kind of a psycho addict about it, where he is always Dr. Bravestone and like, I don't know. I'm just making this up as I go along. Like then, like what if The Rock is the villain of like the fourth one because Spencer's unhinged? I don't know. (laughs) This is interesting.
1: I mean, you could have it where you have like a montage of him like like comes home for the summer from college. Uh huh. Like we could switch to a summer movie. Sure. And he comes home from college and like every night he's getting going into the game and playing into it. And like you could have like the friends come and realize that he's beaten like 200. It's like when World of Warcraft came out, not to get too nerdy here. No, but, but like, I like where this if, is going. If you went over to someone's house and you know they just started playing a couple of months ago and you look and they're at like level 60 or and something. Like, and you are like, Jesus. Dear Lord, I know exactly how much time you spent playing this game. And so if they all were like, Holy cow! Like you're on level like 80 of this. Right. Like if we finally embraced and like gave it a little bit more logic to like uh-huh. the progression of this game, and like all these new things were unlocked, and all these different things like I'm that. this. And then like the breaking point is like he decides he doesn't want to leave. Like he's in the game, he beats whatever it is, uh-huh. or even turns heel, like you said. Yeah. And is like screw it. Like I'm gonna create my own world within here and stay I here inside the one. my character. Yeah. And they have to defeat him in some way to get him back. Like Dude. forcefully remove him from the game or something like
0: Dude, I'm it, number one, we shouldn't be putting this on the podcast. People are going to steal this <laughs> idea. Like I do like the idea of like a dark Spencer who's p- sacrificing people to feed his addiction. Like, come on, guys, let's just play this game and doesn't give a shit. If they, they run out of all lives. lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, and then by like the fifth time, he's straight up throwing his friends in front of the crocodile. Like, <laughs> I
1: don't know. Well,
0: maybe this is more about us than the this The is funny about the thing movie. is,
1: is that I feel like they did set up where they're going to go with the next movie.
0: Which is, I guess, the last thing that we need to talk about. Number one, did you catch the Easter egg? Maybe. So the Easter egg is. Uh, Milo and Eddie are talking about... Oh, it's Nora's now. Nora's... No, don't talk to me about Nora's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their restaurant became went from Milo and Eddie's to Nora's. Mm-hmm. Nora is the aunt from the original Jumanji.
1: Oh, sure. Played yeah,
0: by yeah. B.B. Newworth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who played her in the original Jumanji. Yeah. So these all exist in the same world. Yep, yep. That's... Okay. The, I... That's... What is their last name? Partridge? Not Partridge. Is that right? Nora... Shepard, excuse me. Um she played Judy and Peter's aunt and she's back in this movie so that is this movie's tie into the original. That cuts to credits and then it cuts back and we get freaking Winnie the Bish from New Girl mm-hmm. showing up being like the heater repair man. They screw with the game. Drums do 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 do. And now instead of people getting sucked into the game, the crazy ostriches are back in the real world. Mm-hmm. And I'll admit, I got very excited.
1: Yeah, the interesting part would be where they would go with it. Right. Because if you, if you go back to the board game kind of recipe and mm-hmm. have the world come into the real world, mm-hmm. how do you get assigned to avatars or do you even get assigned to avatars Obviously, they're not going to make another Jumanji without the Rock right. and Kevin Hart right. and Jack Black right. and Ruby Roundhouse. I apologize, to whoever Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. I always a forget her name. For I know. Karen I know. Gillen,
0: good friend of the podcast. I know.
1: But I think it's a harder sell of like, how do they get into their avatars but stay in the real world to like end all of this? Yes. I think. I don't know. I, I don't even know how you would accomplish it, being that it's a video game and not a board game okay, anymore. Okay, I got you. Okay, I like go for this. it.
0: Number one, we just established that all of these life lessons are not going to stick for these kids, right? Because they're the kids, they're not the characters. Sure. So by bringing Jumanji back into the real world, we have to keep the kids as the kids because the kids need to be need to find it in themselves, you know?
1: So the avatars are going to have... Like the rock is gonna be the actual Bravestone not yes. being yes. played by someone else. He no. is going to be the rock as the Bravestone. As
0: so instead of so yes, yes. So instead of the Avatars playing kid versions of themselves, mm-hmm. they are playing the most broad dramatization version of themselves. The rock is in full smoldering act ridiculous ass action hero mode. Yep. Uh, you have Jack Black playing the intellectual. You have all of them like hamming it up mm-hmm. times 11 and the kids have to teach the lessons to the avatars mm-hmm. and they build that connection in a way that was never built before. Sure. And then the dramatic, Oh, at the end, the avatars have to go back. We have to say goodbye. We learned so much from each other.
1: The, I, I I agree. The problem is the destination. Like, the life lessons, all that I agree, but yes. how do you get it to be that like everything gets shoved back into the game? Like in the original, mm-hmm. they won Jumanji, everything across the world gets all, sucked all gets in. sucked back into the game. Right. Like how do you do that? Like because there's no like endpoint in a video game. You're right. defeating a bad guy. Right. How do you make the challenges come to life in the real world?
0: So, so maybe like Nigel rolls up. And Are we, we like, going to
1: finally bring back we Nigel? We bring
0: Nigel back in. Yeah, yeah. And we're just like, we have another. And you just, it's another adventure. Mm-hmm. And you and and in it's some warlord looking to take over the land or whatever. And you got to defeat see, him. See, this is where I wish. Them. We could write this see, movie. See,
1: this is where I wish they didn't have the, ostr- I mean, I get it. Like, that's the teaser and that. But, like, to me, I would rather have it be, like. Because the game is... This is where I thought maybe they would go. Uh-huh. I didn't think... Because it was obvious in the trailer that they weren't going this way. Uh-huh. But with the whole broken game thing, like, I would have preferred it be like... They went back into the game. hmm And somehow, whatever keeps reality from the game... Like, basically, there was a door left open to the real world. Okay. And these animals the but in the end the main bad guy yeah gets out and starts wreaking havoc and they realize like the bad guy's not here maybe you get some kind of evidence that he went into the real world and Uh so like they have to go into the real world as their avatars yeah defeat. like they go to defeat the bad guy at whatever we had a fort or a castle this time sure and he's not there right And then you see, like, a back door to the real world and you realize, oh, crap, he just went to whatever town they live in. Is it New Hampshire or something that they're in? Yeah, it's... Somewhere somewhere in the... uh, It is New Hampshire. Upper Northeast. Yeah. But, you know, that was the only way I could see it, like, okay, we already have our mission, Uh but now we can't solve it in the game because... Our mission the left our the game outside. and went outside. There's so much so, you could like, do
0: with it. Like you could have the warlord post up at a medieval times. You could do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'm 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 interested in that. I'm interested in that. I'm I'm interested in both. If you're listening this far into the podcast, this went a lot longer than I anticipated. Let us know on social media which idea do you like. Do you like Rick's idea of the. The children meeting up with the dramatic versions of their avatars and teaching each other lessons in the real world? Or do you like David's idea of the children going back into their avatars, back into the game, realizing that the game and elements have left into the real world and following them back out into the real world? Which do you like? I'd see either one, David. I think think we should get into the movie business. Um, But yeah, I think that's going to do it, man. That was good. That was a good time. Uh, Before we wrap up, don't forget, you can get free episodes of The Popcorn Diet free, delivered to you immediately just by hitting subscribe, following wherever you're listening from. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at The Popcorn Diet. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Popcorn Diet. Consider becoming a patron of the podcast, giving a couple dollars to a podcast you like. Support creators on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash thepopcorndiet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our regular episodes, articles, Oscar predictions, and more on our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. But for the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn, I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson, and we'll see you next time with another good movie on a popcorn diet. Adios.